Don't Wreck Yourself features words and situations that are not appropriate for young listeners. This show is only for adults and unsupervised juvenile delinquents of exquisite taste and refinement. Each week, our hosts look into claims they find online, answer your questions, and say bad words. Now your way is the only way, and my way is the only way to build a space between a hard place and a rock is all we do. But we'll entertain the conversation that leads us to the truth. What do we know? What trips to telephones that are no different to you. Welcome to Don't Wreck Yourself. My name's Ryan Placetti, and for the second time in the year 2023, I have come to disentangle you. Well, actually, I should I, I have to be careful. Like you can't just pause after saying I have come. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to disentangle you from the Gordian knot of the internet's bullshit. And I'm CJ coming off a really big back-to-back national championship win from those dogs down in Georgia. <laughs> That's a college football thing. Uh, And I'm not going to poo-poo college football, even though I have next to no interest in in, in college sports. Nobody does outside of the Southeast, so that's fine. Well, I mean, I went to to Penn State. They care a lot about football. (laughs) (laughs) So I I guess we're going to start this episode with kind of a political roundup. So just here are some things that have happened just since the first of the year. The... The standoff over the selection of the Speaker of the House, it took Kevin McCarthy 15 votes before he was able to consolidate a Republican majority to elect him as Speaker of the House. And in order to get that majority, he had to sacrifice basically every power that the Speaker of the House has, (laughs) committee assignments. And he also acquiesced on the right of every single individual member of the House of Representatives being able to initiate a vote of no confidence in the Speaker of the House. So... I foresee him having this job for like plus or minus 45 days before, uh, yeah. before the first vote comes up. I'm not saying and, he's not going to win that Matt vote. Gates, <laughs> until Matt Gates says he's done. Uh, <laughs> well, things get really ugly if uh, George Santos is forced to resign. George Santos, of course, being the recently elected uh, representative from Long Island who was found to have fabricated his entire existence. <laughs> Like, if it weren't for the video footage of George Santos literally at Congress, I would I don't know that I could believe that this man exists. Very true. It just came out that there was like a shadow pack that hadn't been registered that was raising money for him. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, yeah, like this guy, he fabricated his entire life story from his ancestry. Uh, he, He told stories about how his grandparents escaped from the Holocaust. Records do not support that. He has described himself as Jewish, and he claims he has some small amount of Jewish ancestry. But as far as anyone can tell, the local Catholic archdiocese knows his family very well. So opposite of Jewish. Well, is Catholic the opposite of Jewish? Mm, Maybe just Mm. a different flavor. Maybe just a different flavor. I I, I think the opposite of Judaism would be a polytheistic space cult. Fair. Uh, Like the kind that supports uh, Jair Bolsonaro down in Brazil. Um. We'll talk about that next week, I think, though. Jair <laughs> <laughs> um, Bolsonaro, uh, his followers tried to, they, on January 8th, they did it like a sequel to January 6th, but in Brazil. I think the topic that's capturing our interest this week the most, the one that we want to talk about, is Joe Biden's classified document cash. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is... A, a, tr- a terrific cell phone here. So 
It was revealed recently that back in November, members of Joe Biden's legal team had uncovered top secret documents at one of his post administration offices at a, at a D.C. think tank. Within a very short period of time, uh, they also found another trove of documents in his garage at his home in Wilmington. <laughs> now, you may recall last time we talked about classified documents was when we were answering the question, what's the difference between Hillary's emails and Donald Trump's top secret document stash down at Mar-a-Lago. And we were able to clearly define a difference. Like these are, these are separate incidents. They, they're not related, but this one seems so much closer. A little bit more the same. <laughs> uh, a little bit more the same. It's, it's, this is a more sim- similar situation. This isn't apples to oranges. This is oranges to limes. Uh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, I, I guess, like, how do we how do we parse this out? Um, well, part of it is intent. So Donald Trump took took documents that he thought were interesting. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden does not seem to be aware of these documents, does not seem to have been aware of these documents existence. No clue. No he just clue. shoved a bunch of papers into a bag <laughs> one day and he's like, oh, these are classified. <laughs> well, I actually I think the. uh the the official line that's being floated right now is that the commingling of these classified documents with unclassified documents may have occurred when his offices were being packed up during the transition to the Trump administration, in which case it's unlikely that Joe Biden was personally overseeing these files, which means it was probably some aide who gathered yeah. up a bunch of files, put them in a box, and then those boxes were transported either to his office or his home, only to be discovered embarrassingly. Five years later. <laughs> <laughs> and like you do, like I look and I've said this, I feel like I've said this before on here. Like Joe Biden is like, just like the stereotypical old guy. He just doesn't know. He forgets. He doesn't know. And now he's like in his brain, he's like, I didn't know that I had those. <laughs> he's like, I haven't walked in that garage in a decade. I don't know what's in there. <laughs> Well, he had, that's not true because I've definitely seen pictures of him cruising in his Corvette. Well, that his aide, he's like, pull the Corvette around for me. <laughs> like, he didn't walk in there. Um, yeah, well, in that sense, Joe Biden and Donald Trump are do share one thing in common, and it is their ability to weather bad press. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden is just, you know, he'll smile, he'll flash, he'll flash those pearly white dentures and, and tip his aviator sunglasses down. It's all good, Joe. Donald Trump, he just moves on to the next topic. Donald Trump is a shark. He has to keep moving or he'll drown. Yeah, no, he <laughs> leans in and he goes hard and he keeps going forward. He does not. He doesn't accept anything. He's just like, yeah, I'm going to do something crazier. So you just forget that. Yeah, I did so that. I, I think it's worth noting that there are fewer documents in the Joe Biden cache. Uh, it does not appear that he was necessarily involved in the decision to keep those documents. Once they were located, they were turned over to the National Archives, which is the proper recipient for documents from the administration. And his lawyers and legal team are currently cooperating with uh, investigations. How big of a bottle of bourbon do you think his legal team and aides all had to kill when somebody's <laughs> like, hey, uh we've we found some they're like what do you mean you found some <laughs> honestly like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is something that they went looking for when the the trump because they're like we need to get ahead of this just in case 
and then they just fuck themselves. Like it's better to <laughs> it's better to not know and find out like three years after Joe Biden's dead. It's like, hey, wait, he had documents too. But right now it's kind of sensitive because we just yeah, finished the midterm. We're going into 2024. But the, the the biggest difference is that cooperation with authorities. So mm-hmm. Joe Biden's team has recognized that these documents were mishandled and that they belong with the National Archives. Donald Trump's legal team, they refused to hand over the documents. He claimed that they belonged to him. He also claimed that he dis, uh, declassified them with a thought. This is just some buck wild stuff. It really um, is. <laughs> so... The way this is all culminated is that Merrick Garland, our esteemed attorney general and would be near miss Barack Obama appointee Supreme Court justice, has appointed (laughs) a special counsel to investigate the mishandling of classified documents by Joe Biden's team. And that's fair. I don't think it would be necessary if they weren't also investigating Donald Trump because they have to they, they can't they have to maintain the appearance of fairness. And they do. And and I, I can appreciate that. I think appointing a special counsel was absolutely the right thing to do. It takes it out of their hands. Uh, and they specifically appointed somebody that uh, a Trump appointee to investigate it. So that way they're wisely avoiding appearances of favoritism. But ultimately, what's probably going to happen is the results of that are going to be no criminal charges. And if there are going to be criminal charges, they'll be minor and it won't be Joe Biden. Exactly. No, this is. Joe Biden had no malicious intent whatsoever. I mean, he's just being while all those documents were being stored away, he was probably cruising around in his Corvette. <laughs> and just like <laughs> and just like, hey baby, got the top down. And he yeah. comes back, he's like, What are all these boxes in my garage? What's being investigated in the Trump case is not necessarily the mishandling of classified. What's being investigated is the degree to which they obstructed the return. Of those documents. Yeah, that's it. There's mistakes. You can make mistakes, but you have to like own up to them and follow through the protocol after. And they did not do any of that. No. Like Joe Biden's team's like, yeah, here's some more. We're still looking. Like, we'll let you know if we find any more. Here you go. Yeah. And <laughs> the, the difference here is careless versus criminal. And the moment that you obstruct justice, you, 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 you fall into that criminal investigation category. So yes. in the long run, I don't think it's a big deal. I think it's terrible press. It is a if, if, if we if we weren't perpetually on the cusp of collapsing into a state of fascist dictatorship, I would say not a big deal. But like appearances matter for so much and you can't make mistakes like that. And I was talking to my wife, too, and it's <clears throat> depressing, hilarious all at the same time. Of like both sides of the aisle, Democrats, Republicans, how fast they have switched on their thoughts about classified documents being outside <laughs> of a secure location. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, that, that's just it, though. I don't. I don't think that there's been a huge switch. Uh, I, I think it just looks bad because it's the polar. The polar opposite. The polar sides are the ones that have done the switch. The people in the middle are like, eh, yeah, this is kind of fucked. Uh, but like. Hard rights, like, why aren't they, why are the FBI night knocking down his door? And the answer is because the door is already open. <laughs> the polar Democrats are like, I don't see anything wrong with this. It's like, come on, guys. Come on. No, there's come definitely on. something, there's definitely something wrong with it, but the, it's, it's two different things. The problem is that the reason why it seems like a flip flop, and I'm not even going to say that it is a flip flop because the reason it seems like a flip flop is because Donald Trump was so egregious True. in his response to the True. request for the documents. <laughs> as to make everything about his situation completely untenable. Whereas Joe Biden has not done those things. 
So you could look at you could look at the situation and say Joe Biden's fine doing what he's done. And Donald Trump isn't. I, I don't think that's I don't think that's a flip flop necessarily no, because Donald, Donald Donald Trump was not rolling over. It is very vastly different responses. And then, of course, all you hear are the loudest voices on either side. Yeah. And again, we go back to the Kevin McCarthy thing and the people that had him by the balls are the ones that are the loudest. And they're like, I demand somebody look into Joe Biden for these 10 files. It's like, okay, yeah, calm down. And, and you know, what? That's, I, I really don't even have a problem with that. Like in this case, there there is a culture of carelessness in the executive branch on the civilian side of the executive branch, because I can tell you as a former military intelligence analyst, if I had taken top secret documents and locked them up with my Corvette at home, I would probably be going to jail. Hard jail, like. Not fun jail. Leavenworth. Yeah. Leavenworth. I don't know how hard Leavenworth is. Um, Ted Cruz has made very clear that he thinks that the military is full of pussies now. So maybe Leavenworth isn't that bad. Ted Cruz is definitely the end all be all say of who's a pussy and who's not to. He he is. He has that. <laughs> he has that authority. He got a. He was he was ordained online in the Church of Pussification. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so suffice to say, it's an interesting it's an interesting turn of events. But speaking of security violations in government facilities, longtime listener Maurice has sent us yet another golden topic. What he sent us is a meme. It has a bunch of gold bars on shelves, and it says underneath it, in 1836, a sewer worker accidentally discovered an old drain which ran directly into the Bank of England's gold vault. He wrote letters to the directors of the bank and requested a meeting inside of the vault at an hour of their choosing and popped out of the floor to greet them. So I, I looked into this, which is like the entire purpose of our show. So like I like I'm telling you, it's like, yeah, I looked into this, like as opposed to me saying, hey, CJ, I saw this. I saw this meme that Marie sent me. What do you think? And then you tell me what you think. And then we move on. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did look into it. And um, the Bank of England does recognize the story and the Bank of England repeats the story, but the Bank of England does not have any record of this event. So the, the story as it goes in its various forms is that a man performing sewer work found, an, uh, well, it says it right there, that this guy was able to come up through the floorboards of the vault in the Bank of England. First of all, that's a terrible vault if you can come up through the floorboards. <laughs> Yeah, like why? Why is the sewer leading into the vault? Was there actually? I just had a thought pop into my head. Okay, in the event of a flood of the building, maybe the drain. There's a drain inside of the vault to you know protect whatever's inside of it. Yeah, well, I I mean it's it's in the it's in the 1830s, so we're not necessarily going to get like the steel vaults we know today. But we we do know that there are vaults and whatnot. Like, what type of a vault would have wooden floorboards that you can come up through the bottom of? Like you'd think that they put down some sort of concrete or some sort of natural cave Something system. Something a little more sturdy and impenetrable. Yeah. <laughs> so um, looking at the looking at the basic facts here. So 1836, a sewer worker accidentally discovered an old drain. There are records of sewage work occurring in that area in 1836. So from an opportunity standpoint, this is absolutely plausible. Correct. Now. It also says that he wrote letters to the directors of the bank and requested a meeting inside the vault at an hour of their choosing. Uh, London had a literacy rate of, uh, it looks like 69.3% in 1851. So probably somewhere in that ballpark, you know, the tw- uh, 15 to 20 years before that. 
So it's a it's a it's a total <laughs> coin toss as to whether or not this guy would be able to write a letter to the re- directors of the bank. Now, I don't think that he would have gotten an audience inside of the vault. Why would why would they agree to that meeting? If they think that the vault is secure, they would ignore the letter. If they don't think the vault is secure, they'd probably search the vault <laughs> and try to secure it. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the bank authority at that point, like gets the letter, he's reading it. You go, we definitely have to meet this guy in the middle of the night inside of our top secret vault. This yeah. is a good idea. <laughs> this is just absolutely, absolutely <laughs> not going to happen. I don't think. So I think I think we have to call this one as debunked with an asterisk. Uh, while while it is plausible that somebody doing sewer work could have discovered a secret entrance into the vault and could have written a letter, the rest of the details of the story seem pretty implausible to me. I think he'd be more likely rounded up by the Bobbies. Yeah, this guy would be. However, you know, really unethical way of torture, he would have got that uh, (laughs) because people people didn't get dealt with in a humane way at this point in time in history. Well, I I, I don't know that they would have necessarily tortured him. He was reporting a a flaw in their security. And according to the legend, he was given a gift of uh, 800 pounds. But if the people had egos like the people in power do now and there was no way to like properly track the things that they did, I feel like it's also plausible that they just got rid of this guy. It's like we're going to say we gave him a gift. Nobody really knows him. I think everything's plausible, but not probable. If the details of the story are true and he received an 800 pound reward, uh, that would have been the equivalent of 116,909 pounds and 21 pence. Is it pence or shillings? I don't, I don't know. How do you break down a pound? In <laughs> uh, ounces, 16 ounces. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Maurice, for providing us this topic. It is pure gold, and uh, I appreciate it. It's just a shame that this is probably not true. And if it is true, the Bank of England's not advertising it in a serious way. <laughs> But then again, uh, Matt and I also covered the uh, the story of the pervert boy Jones who managed to break into Queen Victoria's house like three times. So maybe there's something to this. <laughs> but speaking of potentially illicit deposits, this topic from r slash too afraid to ask was posted by user Fresh Avocado 78. And they want to know, is it cheating to masturbate to a picture of your partner's identical twin? They clarify, my girlfriend is out of town without cell service and I broke my tablet with all her nudes on it. Her sister is an identical twin and posts a lot of bikini pictures on Instagram. That's technically my girlfriend's body. So is it really wrong? There's a lot to unpack in that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, you might be right. <laughs> All right. So um, I'm going to go on the record and I'm going to say beaten ain't cheating. Um, no, that, that's that's window. That's window shopping. That's that's, that's just window, window shopping. shopping. All right. So just in general, I'm going to say that masturbation is not a form of infidelity. However, it does get complicated when you are masturbating to your partner's sister. Yeah. Weird. So once you once you start incorporating people, you know, it gets different. We're getting weird. It's odd. It's strange. I don't think you can like obviously your your partner can get mad at you but i don't think you're doing anything physical with another person so i still think it's not in it's just strange uncouth i'm going to go the opposite direction and say that it is not only uncouth it is potentially even wrong and i'm going to say it's wrong not based on the fact that this person is masturbating I, i think it comes down to intent 
And in this case, the identical twin sister is not authorizing this <laughs> this masturbatory session. That's another layer there. You're like, hey, I'm just gonna. But also, uh, back up, back up, back up. He has a tablet full of nudes. Like, what well, is? <laughs> he doesn't have a he doesn't have a tablet full of nudes, but he does have a tablet that contains every single nude that this woman has ever taken. It does say like, all her nudes on it. All her nudes. All her nudes. Because, yeah, what do you do at Thanksgiving? Like, you're looking at your your partner's twin sister. He's already effectively seen the twin sister naked, though. True. It's the same body. It's the exact same body. I am going to say if my wife had a twin sister, she would absolutely castrate me if I even thought of doing anything like this. So <laughs> this is like, yeah, this is, you can't do that. I don't think it's cheating, but it's problematic inside of a relationship because it, it really does raise a lot of flags. There's the Internet is very large. You can do you can find anything else besides your partner's twin sister like that. Now, is, what if what if this person is is starting from the point of view that it is wrong to masturbate to images of anyone other than his significant other? Then I think it gets weirder for him. Like it's like, OK, also time out if he has a tablet full of her nudes. Mm-hmm. Why not just like say, hey, babe, can you get me a couple more? I don't know. I don't what? know. Like it, she's out of town without cell service, though. Uh, how, how is she going to send these fresh, these fresh ass news? Personally, I think this topic might be fake. I think it is, too. Like there's it's a little like, bit too much of a perfect storm. It is. And it's like time out for a second. How long is she without cell service? You can't time out for like a couple hours and be like, <laughs> hey, babe. <laughs> Hey, man, when you're in a, when you're in a pinch. <laughs> hey, OK, as a full grown adult male uh, starting from puberty, you've built up enough thoughts in your brain to like be able to like. You got the bank. It's the spank bank. You got it. It's there. It's right there for for emergency use only. It's not as great as having them like physically in front of you, but like you, Debatable. you can make it work. But you go can on. make it work. You can make it work. <laughs> Like, that's what it's for is to have that that backlog, that little Rolodex. You're like, OK, all right. And if you have this many nudes of your significant other, you should be able to like pretty well visualize anything mm -hmm. that you need to visualize to make. I agree wholeheartedly. Even if you're viewing pornographic material that is not your significant other, you can imagine them there uh, unless they are suffering from aphantasia which is a medical condition that prevents you from visualizing things in your thoughts. Ah. It's an inability to create mental imagery, in which case you might need some sort of outside stimulus in order to arouse yourself. That is depressing. That's sad because that, that person's spank bank is nothing but spreadsheets. Yeah. Oh, like, uh, I just, that sucks. Like, what's that your does. puberty like then? <laughs> like, what is, oh. <laughs> um, they've so, never uh, they've never had a wet dream they've never had that that phenomena happen where you're like 12 and you're just dreaming you're like, and <laughs> like they've never had that that was a seminal moment in my <laughs> life where i was like oh wow my brain works this way <laughs> yeah, but yeah like, and there are various degrees of aphantasia but it is ultimately the inability to visualize things in your mind uh, so spank banks don't exist for everybody. Some people are living spank check to spank check. <laughs> <laughs> they aren't depositing in their spank 401k. And that's that's no, sir. That's, There's no savings. It's checking only. In which case, in which case you could view masturbating to your partner's identical twin as being like a uh, 
you know, uh, accommodating a disability. True. Okay. So, I mean, there that, are, that is not the, that is not the ammunition I would bring into that argument, but not at all. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I wouldn't lead with that. Uh, so the, their, their conclusion that, uh, because it's technically my girlfriend's body, is it really wrong? That is not your girlfriend's body. That is your girlfriend's sister's body. Their yes. bodies may be very, very similar, but they but are different, but, but they are different. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. If you're, if your girlfriend walks in on you having sex with her sister, she's not cool with it. Absolutely not. Like you're going to die. At least yeah, if I, it were I, me. I, I, I think I, my, my view of it is this. What's in your mind is what's in your mind. That's 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 completely you. Uh, you don't have to tell anybody about what you're masturbating to, which is, you know, and I, and I, I do take this issue with. Uh, I know I don't come across as being prudish. I talk about eating ass an awful lot, but I'm, I'm very <laughs> private about my sex life individually, you know, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people are pretty private about their sex life. So I, I always take offense when people assume other people are like, you don't know people's Kinsey score. You don't know what You don't know what they masturbate to in the dark of the night. No. Uh, you know, in, in the in the glow of whatever mobile device they've chosen to to turn into their masturbation station. Nobody looks at that that like infographic that comes out every year of like Pornhub's most searched things like nobody's like posting online like this is me. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's well, saying I, that. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody's like, oh, yeah, I'm the, I'm, I'm the one Googling hot stepsisters. <laughs> nobody's nobody's coming out and like advertising that except for maybe people who are producing content for Pornhub. True. True. So I, I guess final determination here is masturbate to whatever you want, but definitely keep it to yourself, especially if you think the things that you are masturbating to are going to offend your partner. Most importantly, relatives of your partner. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 just as that's just as difficult, man. That is that is rough. So final determination. I'm, I'm not sure that this is a real question because it's kind of a perfect storm of circumstances. It, it, it's it's kind of questionable. It doesn't it doesn't pass the, for me. It doesn't pass the smell test. Not at all. Not but at all. but that actually kind of brings us to our next topic, which comes from r slash no stupid questions posted by user fantastic minute one fifty nine. And they write my math teacher dropped my lowest test score. What does that do? Obviously, this person is terrible at math. Go on. Well, exactly. So my, my, my like I'm going to tell you straight up what it means is that they like. They remove the lowest score from the data set and that increases the average score of your test. So let's say let's let's say let's say you take a, a, a test four times and you score 100 on three of them and a zero on the fourth one. You're not going to get a 75 percent of the class. If your teacher drops your lowest score, you're going to get 100. And that that's basically it. And normally I'd say that it allows the teacher to demonstrate that they're that their curriculum is stuck in some way because you might score really low at the beginning of the semester. Yeah. But the fact that the person, the fact that user fantastic minute one fifty nine has to ask this question just kind of shows that maybe the teacher's pushing them through. Like, yes. Yes. <laughs> this math lesson has not stuck. Like this person, <laughs> like the teacher told him or her that she or he did that. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're taking stuff away from me. And it's yeah. like, no, I'm taking the bad no, but like it all adds up, right? And that's when the math teacher just put mm-hmm. their head their head in their hands and they said, Oh, I'm gonna see you again. That's the I'm difference between a sum and an average. <laughs> <laughs> all it means is that you're removing the lowest uh, lowest score from the data set, increasing the average. End topic. That's a nice short and sweet one. 
That's good. And if only the math teacher could explain it in that simple of terms to this student, <laughs> their life would be much easier. Because I'm sure this sounds like it was a 15 minute to 15 to 20 minute meeting of like, but, <laughs> no, but like, I want you to like have all my stuff in there. And, and if it's a Pornhub <laughs> video, it immediately segues into oral sex. <laughs> What's it mean that my math teacher dropped my lowest test score? Is it like a titty drop? What's going on here? Is it a panty drop? Is it a dick drop? Uh, it's a gif. It's a gif. Just, it's just trouser dropping. All right. Um, so we're going we're gonna to circle back around because uh, Maurice has provided us so much ammunition over the course of our many episodes. It's incredibly fitting that he sent us this next meme, which says, Central Florida man buys 20 millimeter electronic Gatling gun pulled from Navy fighter jet. Florida man says he has no immediately plans on what he will be doing with this newly acquired M61 Vulcan, a 250 pound, six foot long, pneumatically driven, six barrel air cooled electric rotary cannon, which fires 6,000 20 millimeter rounds per minute. Um, So we're going to cover this topic in in, in three segments. I'm going to handle the first one. Is it true? I went ahead and I Googled that for you and I could find nothing being reported by any news agency on this topic. So if you plug in that headline, no news sites pop up. You're only finding meme sites. This version of the image is cropped down, but I did find versions that had the NBC News logo on it, as well as the the various like categories and tags that for, for other topics. So... This allows us to quickly timestamp it because coronavirus is one of the topics at the top of the page. Now, that said, <laughs> I went to the NBC News site and I could not find this article, which means it either never existed or for some editorial reason, they pulled it down. The fact that there is a typo underneath the title where it says Florida man says he has no immediately plans on what he will be doing. Maybe that's why they pulled the article because they were embarrassed by their spelling mistake. But <laughs> <laughs> but. The, the fact that there's a typo there underneath the headline is does not necessarily bode well for the veracity of this. The next thing I did is I, I, I took it back to Google. So I have previously in, in the episode uh, Han Solo's Frozen Carbonite Dong, I have previously talked about the wondrous, uh, the, the wonders of Google image search. And since then, I've actually learned how to use the Google image search. So what I was able to do is put it into Google image search and pull up all the places where it actually appears. And it does. It's proliferated around the Internet on various websites, but not a single one of them is a news website. Everything is just meme, like meme catalogs and right wing gun owner Facebook groups. And things like that, where people are like, how do I get to that auction? Uh, (laughs) One of the cool features of that Google image search is you can actually organize your results by publication date. So the earliest I was able to find of this was March 2021. And it's on ifunny.co. That appears to be the first place that it was published. But I have to think that there is an older version of this file floating around out there somewhere, possibly behind a paywall or inside of a private group that isn't being accessed by Google. because. The earliest examples of it do not include that NBC News banner. And this does appear to be cut from that same image. So can I disprove it 100%? I cannot. However, there are a enough red flags where I, I think that this is mm-hmm. very likely a fake headline. So now I, I believe you looked into whether or not it's plausible that <clears throat> this could have happened. I did. I did some some poking around the Internet 
And yes, it's possible. So, I mean, obviously there is a ban on fully automatic weapons. Right. Uh, but if you could find one that is manufactured before May 19th, 1986, okay. and is for sale, you can purchase it. However, it would be a large sum of money. Uh, All right. And not just the weapon, but also the ammo. What'd you say the round was per round on that? Uh, I, I saw some, I saw some report. And I, I almost used the word reporting. I read a comment on a forum that put the price tag for one of these rounds at $40. Okay. So $40 per round. And this weapon fires 6,000 rounds per minute. <laughs> 6,000 rounds a minute. So at full capacity, that is $240,000 a minute that you're burning yeah. through at a regular clip. <laughs> there, there's a big roadblock for the general public. Yeah, however, your cost of ownership's through the fucking roof. However, if, if you're listening to this and you looked it up and you said, I want to shoot one of these, you can go out to Battlefield Vegas. This is not a paid advertisement. Okay. <laughs> Do you think we should reach out to them and demand payment just in case? I think case? we should. I think, or at least like a free trip. Like we just shouted them out. Yeah. You can shoot 50 rounds for $2,500. Somebody's going to spend 2500 on them from this podcast, no doubt. <laughs> and they don't tell you how long you shoot it for, but they said that they have reduced the speed to keep it not only affordable for the customer, but allow them to experience the shock and awe longer than half a second. Yeah, <laughs> because 6,000 6, rounds per minute is, is really that's that's super easy math because you just drop the uh, that's that's 600 rounds a second. <laughs> and you, boom, you've blown a few thousand dollars in a second, a fraction my, my, of a second. Hold on, my, my math there was wrong. <laughs> a so fraction of a second. 6,000 rounds. It's 600 rounds every six seconds, which means it's. A thousand rounds a second. I I overestimated, and I apologize. So a thousand I rounds. I apologize to I, I apologize to you, CJ. I apologize to our listeners. <laughs> I apologize to user Fantastic Minute One Five Nine and their math teacher. <laughs> uh, Hi, listener. Uh, this is Ryan, and we have now reached the Mia culpa portion of the episode, where I admit that I, in my haste shot off a mathematical figure that was clearly incorrect. If it were shooting a thousand rounds per second, it would be 60,000 rounds per minute. Uh, the actual rate of fire is 100 rounds per second. So uh, with that in mind, I apologize. I, I sit on a very high horse when I'm hosting this show and you as an esteemed listener deserve better than what I gave you in this episode mathematically speaking. So uh, with that in mind, I encourage you to drop my lowest test score when calculating my average. Thanks. But also, and then again, we go into the, okay, so dear listener who has the money and the connections to buy said M61, got it, dropped $500,000 on a gun. All right. Bare minimum. And they have enough money to fire this gun for longer than two minutes. Okay. Where wouldst thou use said weapon? <laughs> I'd, I'd set up the I'd, I'd set up the 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 most impenetrable no fly zone on the civilian market. Like my backyard would be a no fly zone. Like if you 
if you even attempted to fire this thing, there is some law enforcement agency that is like, hey, yo, that's not normal. <laughs> yeah. Pry, pry it from my cold, dead forklift. It's like, <laughs> and, the, and the law enforcement officers that show up at your place of residence are not going to show up and just knock on the door because they hear a 6,000 round a minute weapon going <laughs> off. <laughs> They're going to bring a, a couple other guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, Let's not let's not jump to conclusions about who the police like to pal around with. Um, <laughs> I've seen I've seen lots of video of protests where they're basically high fiving the three percenters. So maybe they just show up with like a 12 pack of beer. <laughs> hey, can I can I check that out? Can I do that? Hey, man, that's pretty sweet. It's like, yeah, you got forty thousand dollars. <laughs> like, again, it's possible. This is one of those things. Call back to the beginning of the episode. Possible. Not probable. Yes. That right unlikely. You could. You know what else you can do with it? You could set up uh you could set up a photo studio and invite Republican politicians to come take like Christmas photos with their family. Actually, uh I gotta look it up and send it to you. Marjorie Taylor Greene has a really good campaign video of her like blowing up something. Does she have a really good campaign video? It is. It's pretty entertaining. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's great. <laughs> Uh, but it's entertaining of her blowing up something with Tannerite with an AR-15 and it's like got all the angles. But she would gladly come and pay you five grand to at least rip off. She can afford it. She's one of the she's one of the GOP's top fundraisers. Oh, uh, that's depressing. Isn't it, though? But, <laughs> you know, the same type of people that are going to pay good money to fire an M61 Vulcan have disposable income to waste on Marjorie Taylor Greene's bullshit. So <laughs> it's probably a it's probably a campaign donor, honestly. <laughs> yeah. But if the cacophonous were of an M61 Vulcan doesn't pique your interest, uh, I would encourage you to listen to the music of Rick Reynolds, who has been kind enough to allow us use of his song United from the album Portals in Progress, which you can find on Amazon, Spotify, and iTunes. Rick is also available on Instagram and YouTube. On Instagram, he is at Rick Reynolds. And you can find me at Backyard Pitmaster SC for all the smoky content. I'll even teach you how to cook a uh, pork butt. Oh, all right. I like butts. I'm a butt man. Big butt guy here. Big butt guy here. <laughs> Big butt. Uh <laughs> Um, you can find me individually uh, on Instagram and Twitter at Foodicide. That is F-O-O-D-I-C-I-D-E. And you can find the show at Wreck Your Pod on all of the platforms. Twitter for as long as that lasts. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Although I think I literally have one post there. Of course, you can email us wreckyourpod at gmail.com with all of your internet inquiries, comments, concerns, feedback. And as I said in the previous episode, if you have some sort of production experience and you want to donate some time to the podcast, maybe join our team, you can go ahead and reach out by that email. Uh, you can also find us on the podcast Nexus, formerly Cast Junkie Discord server. Find a link to that in the show notes. You can find us in a fantastic community of independent podcasters. Also, I'd like to just give a quick shout out to... Uh, I, I guess I can call them friends at the No New Friends podcast. You should go check them out. They're great. It's a show for people who are just tired of adulting. It's a phenomenally produced program, and I highly recommend it. When you get done listening to them and giving them their five-star review, you can go to the Don't Wreck Yourself page on whatever podcasting platform you are listening to us on. You can rate us five stars, leave us a review. It'll help us uh, grow our audience and 
I, I don't know, get like recommendations. I, I don't know how any of this shit works. But yeah, it'll probably help us. You should do that. So if between now and next week you're wondering if your sister's boyfriend's been masturbating to pictures of you on the internet and you don't have time for us to look into it, we encourage you to check yourself. Don't work yourself. Yeah.